Hey, it's Sean Fennessy, one of the hosts of the Prestige TV podcast. HBO's Barry is back for a fourth and final season. And that means I'll be back recapping the show with co-creator and star Bill Hader to dive deep on the themes, scenes, and major moments in the series. Bill will provide insight into how every episode was made and why it's ending. New Prestige TV Barry recaps will go live every Sunday night when the episode ends. So make sure you're subscribed to the Prestige TV podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, shoes? Matt Hardy's Twitter account was hacked this week. Uh, it t- and it tweeted uh, incredible things like, I effing hate my ugly ass wife. Thanks for sleeping with my brother, stupid B. Again, this is not real. This is the work of a hacker. But yeah. if you could hack any wrestler's account just to have fun with it, just to troll the world, whose would it be? Uh, it would have to be somebody who doesn't tweet at all, right? Like, like I'd hack into like the dormant Brock Lesnar account. <laughs> and just and just tweet really sweet nothings and just to, oh. like just tweet the most like you know uh you know I really enjoyed uh, uh finding Nemo. <laughs> I mean like uh. I'll try my best to make Brock Lesnar seem like a mammal that seemed like a normal human being. <laughs> and then immediately you could do that. Like, you should just start that hack. right now. Just just start at nice nice Brock Lesnar. And then, and just tweet the inner the inner monologues of a I, of a I, tortured monster. I would tweet poems. I would tweet. I don't know. I feel like ever since, like just, literally, this entire year, I've been trying to fantasy book sensitive Brock into existence, and that would be my first choice. I'd go on Twitter, I'd hack it, and then it would go over so well. Somebody would be like, "Hmm, there's something here. There's something here." I'm telling you, sensitive Brock. That's the final frontier. For his, I, his career, man. I want I want him just posting like images, like Instagram style images of Pablo Neru- Neruda poems. That would just be the best thing ever. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a fantastic idea. Uh, what um, about you? Who would you hack, Dave? See, my mind didn't go there. I would just. I, I think that I would just. I think what I would enjoy the most is getting someone on the other end of the spectrum, someone you would literally expect anyone anything from. Okay. Get so- like a you know, a Marty Jannetty or something like that. And then, and then just see how long I could keep it up. Like to me, it would be about inhabiting the character and just keeping it going. No, right. Thank you. <laughs> My, Marty Jannetty is probably a bad one because there'd be certain expectations that I just couldn't quite fully invest myself in. But I don't know who, who would be, who would be a great old wrestler who's still around. Like who's just like an angry old, well, Sid's fake anyway. So I guess not. Sid's f- fake i mean the iron sheik is you know much more of a parody page than anything right uh i'd get like arn anderson and just go just go all in (laughs) arn anderson is hilarious because unless you've had interactions with him you'll know that literally probably any wild thing we tweet he'd probably say in real life yeah (laughs) so that would be hilarious um i would just do a daily tweet that's just like on this date in 1989 i covered rick flair's bar tab in st louis and then it's all like the bar tabs that he's paid every every day there's one he just like posts a literal receipt literal receipts from arn anderson that's my that's my twitter account i'll tell you who i wouldn't hack 
literally any any woman wrestler I would never hack because <laughs> there's no there's absolutely nothing I want to see in those DMs those mentions. Oh, the, the, it is it is at least twelve to fifteen human rights violations per tweet for every for uh, did I say never. human rights human resource violations mm-hmm. per tweet. Uh, human rights the, violations, maybe too. Human man. rights too, yeah, probably. But yeah, no, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to go anywhere near a woman's wrestler's uh, Twitter or Instagram page. It's got to be. It's got to be hell on earth in that. All right. Well, um, let's see if we can get through the show without any human rights violations. All right. Let's start. <laughs> What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mister Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season One Champion Mike Lawrence. Husky Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to them. And you're listening you're to... You're listening to... And you are listening to... And listening you're listening to... You're listening to... You are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to The Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing this fine Monday? Doing all right. Shout out to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day for everybody. Hope you Happy guys enjoyed... Day to the wives, the moms, the baby moms, the girlfriends, all that type of stuff. Happy Mother's Day to each and every one of y'all. You're all special and beautiful. Love. I you had all. I had a a, mar- a mom marathon. Oh, did you now? How yeah, many, it was how, fantastic. And so my mother in law, my mom, moms, huh? <laughs> it was a gauntlet of moms in the best that. possible way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I think there were God. How many moms did I did I see yesterday? At least I celebrated at least five. But it was it was it was fantastic. Um, Mother's Day is a good one. Mother's Day is a, a great holiday, man. It's the it's the, be- it's the holiday that lets you know exactly that like we can't do any of this shit by ourselves. <laughs> like, Father's Day is a sham too. Like fa- like I like I'm not even gonna complain like that Mother's Day is bigger. It's like we can skip Father's Day. Yeah. Like, no. I, can, I, can I be can I be totally honest? Can I be totally yeah. honest? I don't even need Father's Day. No. Like this is like you could totally put on Father's Day for me. Like I, I, we can have a national holiday that's like call like if you're old enough to call your dad. If you don't live with your dad, this is the day you should call your dad. Yes, there you right? go. There you but go. like I don't need we don't need the celebration. We know, but like we're, I think we're 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 pretty fairly we're pretty fairly uh, allotted in real time. Father's Anything day, we're not getting, we'll we can deal with our therapist for sure. Like Father's Day is like the. Father's Day is like the Joel Embiid MVP run of holidays, right? It's like, <laughs> oh my god! It's like after a while, are we just deflecting from the from the Knicks right now? It's is just, that it? Don't don't do this! Don't do this! <laughs> Only one team didn't go out sad this weekend, all right? And that was the New York Knicks. They fought to the very end. Everybody else got fucking thumped. Yep. But uh, no, it's the Joel Embiid of holidays because it almost feels like it's, it's here, here, motherfucker. Damn, take it. All right, here's your day. Take your breakfast. Take your sandwich. Here's your socks and go all your merry way. But Mother's Day, it's 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 100 earned and and appreciated and needed because it's it's if it's not just a day that reminds you of how much you love and appreciate the women in your life, it also reminds you just of how useless of a person you are and how certain <laughs> random things that they do every single day turns into uh, just the most difficult task you've ever done. <laughs> In life. So if there's any uh if there's any reminder on how important your mama is, it was yesterday. So again, to all the moms that listen to the show, support the show, appreciate the show. Happy Mother's Day to y'all. And I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. Um now we're gonna rank the top ten moms in pro wrestling. Ooh, not yeah, not wrestlers it. who are moms, but mom characters. <laughs> okay. Um Shelton I mean, Benjamin's mom. Oh uh, what a bullet. <laughs> Linda McMahon, I guess, has to be on there. She's in there. She's in there. Did uh, did uh, DDP's mom swing by? Was that a thing, or did I did I fever dream that? I feel like DDP had I a mom. I have no or... recollection of this. If it's true. <laughs> yeah, it could totally be true. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, the gosh. Rock's mom is a big presence at ringside. I don't know if that. I guess we have to put her in there. The Rock's mom is like the the groundhog of WrestleMania, right? Like when you mm-hmm. see the Rock's mom in in the front row of a wrestling <laughs> show, everyone's like, "Oh God, is it, is he here? Who's here?" Is it a, a, a Dwayne uh, family. She sees her shadow. She sees her shadow way too many times. <laughs> That's a lot. It's like it's like Mama Wayne's, you know. It's like which Wayne's is she here for? You never know. <laughs> Shout out to oh, the mamas, man. yo. 
Uh, <laughs> we had a big weekend of pro wrestling. This is the last time we were here. Uh, we have our uh, WWE World Heavyweight Championship match for Night of Champions all set. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk some about that. We got to, we got a bunch of like news to cover. And I'm not just talking about Matt Hardy's Twitter account. Um, uh, Randy Orton. You want to talk Randy up top? Does that is that merit a top discussion? I would think so. Let's talk. Let's talk Randall. There's a lot so. been been a lot of Randy in the news. I saw him out here saying, "Man, if he had to do it all over again, he might not pick the RKO as a finisher because it just required him to jump up and land on his back with great frequency." Now he does it multiple times. times a match. Sometimes he does it in memes, you know, nonstop. <laughs> uh, but he's got he's got to you know when he went out with his back injury was that just last year, about a year ago? It has to be about a year ago around this time, right? Because I feel like this is when uh, RK Bro had that mm-hmm. you know sudden sort of stop. So it had to be just about over. Yeah. So so he goes out. We were hearing things. About, I mean, at that point, about this might be a career ender for him. But, yeah. you know, thing, you know, of course, you don't, anything could be a career ender. If you put a, dude, if we had a poll of every wrestler on a on the active roster, or on the, not active, on the roster of WWE or AEW who had been told by some doctor sometime that their career was done, uh, it would probably be, I mean, man, it might be 50%. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, these, it's, it, it, this is a, this is, it's an interesting line of work. And uh, yeah. you can come back from a lot of stuff. It feels like any competent doctor will tell you just not to do this period, right? Well, like, yeah. It's just not, a, it's just not a, a healthy thing to do for your back and shoulders. So, like, I think it, it's it's their duty to say, hey, you should probably stop doing this because it's just going to continue to deteriorate whatever is going wrong, right? So, um, But it's funny, the, the, the Orton quote, and I guess this we couple this with, with was it... His dad came went yeah, on the Bob record Orton. and said yeah. Bob Orton said we're not he was advised not to wrestle ever again. Um, but the thing from Randy about not about choosing another move has particular resonance, at least for me, because um it sounds a lot like what Hulk Hogan said when he was just like, I wish I hadn't done the leg drop as my move. I forgot what move he said he won. He wished he had sleeper hole. But oh the sleeper hole, right. <laughs> oh wow. um okay. but but he's, you know, he was doing the leg drop well into his dotage. He was, he shouldn't be doing it anymore. And, and, but you look at the leg drop and you're like, really, how much is that going to hurt? But man, when you weigh 300 pounds and you're just, I mean, he's had both hips replaced at least yeah. once, probably twice. Uh, I mean, I remember you're a time jumping and sitting on your ass a zillion times in your career, like your spine, your back, like everything that, that controls your posture, like all that shit is getting tested every single time you do that type of move. So even though it looks simple, you do that shit a million times. I mean, you're going to go from six, seven to six, two very quickly. You know what I mean? And not on purpose, you know? Yeah. I remember a time when he was, I mean, when he was unable to do autograph sessions because he couldn't sit in a folding chair for 30 minutes, you know, like it was just too, too painful for him. Um, And he's gotten work done since then. I saw him last year down in Florida, uh, and he's, he seemed like he was getting around okay, you know, but he looked, you know, well, I was going to say he looked his age. He moved like his age. He looks the same as he's always looked. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's tough, man. And we all know, I mean, like, dude, there's so many of those guys. Mick Foley doing the, doing the concrete floor bump in every match oh. or whatever. And he was, he had the same thing, man. I remember it was probably 10 years ago now. We were out in LA for a SummerSlam or something like that. And he was doing the rope line of a, of a charity event with a stool. Like he had like a folding stool that he, so every time he did an interview in front of a camera, he just opened it up and sat down. You know I mean? He's, it's, these guys put themselves through a lot. Orton's a crazy one though, because he was hitting his peak. And we do this every couple of years with Randy Orton. No, he's found a new peak, but it's true. Mm-hmm. He was sort of at the apex pun, very much intended of like his creative and expressive pro wrestling ability. Um, he had finally gotten to a point where he was just like, really, really like, just over in the most basic sort of sense. Like people are just like, I'm happy to see this guy show up no matter what he's doing. Um, and wrestling is always a weird one because it's like, on the one hand, you couldn't go out at a better time, you know? But right. on the other hand, it's like, we always want more, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's why anytime, like I hear stuff like this, where it's like, you know, um, might have to be a shortened career or, or or considering retirement already stepping away. It's like, as a fan, you almost feel like, oh man, he has so much more to give. He's so young. And, you know, like we had literally just celebrated his 20 year career 
in WWE right before he he kind of um went on the shelf. And it's wild because he was like the prodigy, right? Like he almost thought he was going to be doing this like for Ric Flair time, right? Like he'll be doing this forever. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't so much that like, you know, he started young, but he's like a, 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 a third generation guy. And on top of that, he came in in the era with Batista, John Cena, and Brock Lesnar. With all three of those guys are arguably like probably bigger mainstream stars and don't necessarily need wrestling. But like Randy Orton seemed like a, a wrestler. Like he just seemed like the the more the most straight up wrestler out of all of them. So I think the fans started to really, you know, obviously RK Bro was fun and 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 the Riddle stuff and the weed jokes is great. Uh, but I think the audience just really started to get more of an appreciation for him because well, you kind of see, you know, the class he came in with and see that he was still there every week on Monday Night Raw doing his thing. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's rough. I don't I don't I don't I don't feel like he has any much more to prove if, if doctors or hospitals are telling him that he needs to hang it up. There's a really weird thing or not weird. There's a very interesting thing about the way that we watch pro wrestling now. And Randy Orton is very interesting test case for it but you know if you look at the wrestlers who are big fans or sorry who of whom the internet wrestling community or whatever is are big fans people that listen to this show um you know there's a lot of people who are sort of undersized or underappreciated more technical wrestlers more high-flying wrestlers the sort of opposite of the regular w the, the alternative to the traditional wwe mold mm-hmm. um but it's not the, about any of those things i think at the very core with all the power that fans have now to derail pushes and to, you know, occasionally push dudes like Daniel Bryan into the main event. I feel like we like wrestlers who, one, seem like they're really into pro wrestling, who who are fans like us. But I think more broadly, they're, they're on the same page as us. Yes. Right? Yes. So you want to see somebody who you know has been, like, busting their ass to get to this point because that means that, you know, whatever, that, like, Kevin Owens, who I saw wrestle in a bingo hall 20 years, 15 years ago, whatever, like he cares about this shit as much as I do. So mm-hmm. that makes me like him as a wrestler. Now, it also is sort of integral that he's incredibly good at being a wrestler, but you know, you get the point. Right. But there's also a sort of like, like, there's an element of it that you have to be slightly self aware. At least, right? So we loved Randy Orton when he was with the authority because he was sort of playing into this this notion that he was a sort of dumb-dumb. So yeah. you've got to be a little bit self-aware for him to do that. But I think that you get to the point, you can take it even further, when you see him out there with Riddle, and he, you can tell that he's having fun in the same way that you're enjoying the fun, mm. right? Like, you guys are all at the same party. And that's what really it. Ta- I think with Randy Orton, as gifted as he is, as talented as he is, as successful as he is, the buy-in takes a little bit. It takes a little bit more buy-in, and part of that's because he looks the way he does, because he looks like a freaking Greek god. Right. And same with Roman Reigns and John Cena and everything else. It comes the the modern fan treats out with a little bit of skepticism, but I, I just think that to see him now he's put in all these years that this dude could retire. He could have retired five years ago and been generationally wealthy, you know, like his kids are all set, whatever he's doing this. Cause he loves to do it. And when we interviewed him that one time, it was like, you could tell he was freaking into it. And now, and then he's out there with riddle or whatever. He's having fun. Like he's enjoying the job. And that means a lot to wrestling fans. So it's, so he really did hit this new peak. Yeah. Long, long monologue over, but like, he hit this new peak, and I really hope that we get to see him do it again. I don't know. If, if if he comes back and he's just like, I got the doctors, I got the green light from the doctors. I just can't take any back bumps. What <laughs> what what could he can he still have a career? Or is it is the RKO two central to what he does? I think he still has a career, absolutely. I mean, I well in in my own like hopeful world of what happens with the rest of Randy Orton's career. I mean, there was a part of me that almost thought, like, damn, like, he is kind of a legend. He doesn't have to be on Raw every single week, mm-hmm. right? Like, he doesn't have to be doing, like, the, the 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 live events and stuff like that. Like, he's at the point now, and he's been at the point for a long time where if he's coming in to do the Big Four or the Big Five now, and, you know, he's a special attraction, like an Edge, like a Brock Lesnar, like a Roman Reigns, like all that type of stuff, I think people will be into it. If Randy Orton just said, hey, I'm not doing the, 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 the RKO anymore because my neck is fucked up, and we turn that into a storyline, 
And now Randy Orton's pulling out the figure four or sharpshooters or like just, you know, mm-hmm. shit that could still make him really lethal. I mean, he's the, the one thing that people don't give Randy Orton enough credit for because I think he's so physically gifted is like he's mentally gifted as well. Mm. Like I got to work with him a little bit when I was over there and he was the dude that like, you know, not, not, all, he's not like a sit under the learning tree sort of guy like Paul Heyman was. But he was much more of a like, yo, if you can grab a gem from Randy, grab it. Because like, you know, when he's around, he's got so much, he's, he's, he's got so much fucking vines and, 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 you know, just branches of knowledge that was bestowed upon him through evolution, through his dad, through, you know, being a part of ruthless aggression, all this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? And Randy Orton's a cool motherfucker at the end of the day too, man. Like, and, and that's all that, right? Like he's still, with all this wealth of like incredible knowledge that he has, he's still relatively young. He's still kind of in your age group, maybe a little bit older, but not really. You know what I'm saying? So it was always just really cool just to hear from him, talk to him, just get any sort of nugget you can get from his career. Uh, but I don't think he's super withholding to the RKO. I think he's, he's done enough. He's, you know, uh, he's a guy who's been. Done everything well, that there is to do in this company. And if the RKO is something that he can only do once every four months, five months, six months, he'll still be as popular as ever. But yeah, I, the last thing I'd want to do is have him force his way back into the ring when his his body isn't telling him to. So yeah, well, totally agree on that point. Yeah. You hit it right. They have to make it a storyline if they're gonna do it. You can't just have him come back and have the entire thing be the rant like you know, the the Randy Orton like when he's going for the RKO, but the other guy pushes him off, but it doesn't even look like an RKO because right. Randy Orton's feet would be in the air. Like, we can't just do that, like, 50 times a match and just tease, tease, tease and have it end up with a roll-up. You got to make it part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think that would be fun. I think it would be Randy Orton. I think if that's a, the gimmick is, like, Randy Orton has to figure out a new finisher, a map-based finisher. <laughs> he's trying out something different every night. Dude, that guy's that guy's a freaking... I mean, he's a freaking nature. Yeah. A, you know, I always say he's just like a, he's a defensive end in the wrestling ring. There's no, there's no, you know, the there's no mat base. There's no finisher that wouldn't look like absolutely monstrous if he was doing it. Right. I mean, he can just do absolutely anything. He could put a sleeper hold on somebody like Hogan wanted to do, and you'd be like, "All right, man, those arms look like they could put me to sleep." <laughs> right. 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 Um. um I don't know, man. I, it was kind of a bummer to hear, but like, I hope that, you know, I, I don't want, I, I, if that's the news, you know what I mean? Like, I would hope that, you know, he's not necessarily forcing himself to get back in the ring. He has nothing to prove. Like, that being said, he's done literally everything that there is to do in professional wrestling. And, um, man, if he does come back, if it's something non contact, if it's something non, you know, traditional as far as being in the ring every single week i think people will still love to hear him and see him and be a part of the mix sure if he does if he uh, we'll end it on this if he does have to walk away you remember when michael jordan retired and and people were like i don't even remember which which retirement this was it's probably the first one before he came back for the wizards but someone interviewed him and said what are you looking forward to and he said getting a pot belly like he just wanted (laughs) he just wanted to be able to just see what it was like to live you know to live normally for a minute yeah yeah what do you think's more likely for Randy Orton? If he just if he's like I'm retired and he disappears for a year, what's more likely? A pot belly or long hair? Ooh, that's a good question. Um I don't think he'd get a pot belly. I think he'd much more I think the next time we'd see him he'd probably have like a freeway beard or something. <laughs> like I think that'd be really cool. I think that'd be really cool. You know what I mean? I think it'd be a good look on him, you know? Uh it, he'll he'll look a lot more uh seasoned and veteran like than his age probably gives. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I don't I just couldn't picture him with a pot belly. I think he's too he's too prideful in his he's probably too prideful in his looks to ever let 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 life get away from him like that. Maybe <laughs> like the finally, rest of us mortals have done. Maybe we finally finish out the uh evolution storyline and and Triple H just hires him to be like the executive vice president of global communications or something. something. And, <laughs> that, that, that's kind of that's kind of what it feels like it's gonna be, right? Like if he can't wrestle anymore and he's still you know, under contract for whatever, like, it wouldn't shock me at all if, you know, he puts on a suit, puts on a headset, and, you know, he's he's back there with with Hunter and, and all those guys producing matches, because he was doing it anyway. He just was participating in these matches, too. 
You know, yeah. so who knows? Who knows, man? We've seen a lot of great wrestlers who uh, had this career cut short due to injury become incredible producers like like Jason Jordan, like Tyson Kidd. Oh, yeah. All those guys. And I'm sure there's other things Randy Orton would love to do with his life and career and his family. But, you know, he seems just like a wrestler's wrestler, man. Like, for all the shit that he probably got for being a person who had everything handed to him, quote unquote, if mm-hmm. you believe any story. At the end of the day, man, he really is a wrestler's wrestler. Like, he's, he's you know, nobody could... He's probably forgotten more about this game than a lot of people will ever fucking learn. So I think if he's, if he's able to still give that that mentality to people and that, that mindset, I think that's more valuable than anything he can give physically anymore. Yeah, I agree. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Um, speaking of great wrestlers having great matches, this is an all-time segue. Uh, we have segue. our we have, we have our Night of Champions World Championship. We have a, well, a couple of big announcements for Night of Champions. First of all, we have the World Heavyweight Championship match. We knew Seth Rollins was in the last time we spoke. And now after two tri- triple threats and a very good one-on-one match on SmackDown, we know his opponent. It's AJ Styles. You were right. I think I picked Edge and you picked AJ when we recorded on Thursday. Um, I think we had the the rest of the bracket pretty well sorted out. Uh, Bobby Lashley won his match in the in the in the the quote unquote young bracket on the in the in the old head bracket between Rey Mysterio, Edge, and AJ Styles. AJ came out on top. I couldn't be happier. I mean, I think that. We kind of you get a little bit of best of both worlds because Edge already teased his storyline, and they can do that at any point down the road, right? And then you can also have Edge. I mean, Edge has sort of found money. Mm. Um, his big time matches, you know, over the past whatever period since the Randy Orton feud, including the Randy Orton feud, have been a little hit and miss. I always enjoy it. I always enjoy watching him on my screen. You know, I always enjoy whatever he does. So you get to have him have a big feud, and then separately you get to have this just potential classic of a world heavyweight championship match between Rollins and AJ Styles. Um, and AJ is another guy who we talk about in the show all the time. Obviously he's been out about been out hurt for a while, but like AJ is like the elite version of Ricochet, man. It's like, you can book that guy into the title picture at the snap of a finger. And it's, it's nice to see them taking advantage of that because he is absolutely one of the best. Um, what do you think? Who's going to win Seth or AJ at night of champions? Um, you can yeah. change your pick when we actually do picks, but but you know who who's it looking like now? You know, it, it feels like it feels like it's going to be Seth, mm-hmm. but I think because Agreed. I think because it feels so much like it's going to be Seth, I'm going to pick AJ. Right, like AJ kind of came in fresh, no real storyline except the OC's back, and he said it's just the beginning when he came. But he out. was drafted. Just I know that this stuff is so dumb, but like he was drafted with the OC, right? They yes. were one draft pick. Yes. So yes. theoretically, if he wins and goes to Raw, mm-hmm. 
the OC the can OC just go with him. We don't have to worry him. about any silly trades or anything like that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, it, w- it would it would seem it would seem more plausible for a guy like AJ Styles to, to win because I almost think they put a lot of these weird sort of caveats to kind of throw you like, oh, it's all going to be raw superstars, but oh wait, here's some SmackDown mm-hmm. stars, and oh wait. Mm-hmm. Here comes AJ Styles. And oh, mm-hmm. wait, you know, Seth Rollins has pretty much said he's turned completely babyface now. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Cody's going to be busy uh, with Brock at Night of Champions. Roman's going to be busy. You know what I mean? Like the OC, it gives the OC something to do. And if you listen to Hunter, when he first, uh, you know, announced that this championship was going to be a thing, it was going to be a title that's defended all the time everywhere. And, just for practicality's sake, AJ Styles got fresher legs than Seth Rollins right now, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, like, if AJ's got to be the guy to establish this title as, you know, uh, the work, the real workers title, um, then great. Uh, it, it'll give us at least three great AJ Styles, Seth Rollins matches with stakes that I don't think we've had in, in what, five years, six years, something like that? It's been a long time since they really got to lock up for something. And I think now it kind of kicks off what's eventually going to be a summer of AJ, Cody, mm. Seth, um, Lashley, yeah. all these guys sort of vying for this title. It's not going to be, I think we got to divorce ourselves from the thought that it's going to be a title that's defended just at pay-per-views and just at big shows because we're so conditioned with how the undisputed universal titles felt. So it's going to feel like all those top guys with nothing to do is going to have something to do because AJ is a guy who can work with anybody. And Seth is a guy who can work with anybody. But I think it's just been too on the nose with Seth that eventually his title one's going to mean more if he beats AJ eventually. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm very I, I, I totally agree with you. I'm down with everything you just said. Here's the thing. Cody versus AJ for whenever the Brock thing is over, and it might be over after Night Champions. Cody AJ makes a lot of sense, right? That seems like a pairing that could really be a big headliner. And Seth, and I'm going to come back to that, put a pin in that. Seth has earned this spot. Folks like us, casual wrestling fans, everybody just looks at Seth Rollins and they're like, yeah, that guy could be a champion. But he can't just be the champion. You got to like have something you're doing with Seth Rollins. We were all there in 2019, right? Mm -hmm. We can talk all about the Fiend feud and whatever else, but like there was a lot that was not clicking with that title reign. And that was baby face. Part of the problem was it was just baby, 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 baby face. Uh, Seth Rollins. I feel like I'm about to do the the Chili's baby back ribs commercial. (laughs) My baby back, baby back. Yeah. The, the, there was problems with it. And I'm sure they've done the TikTok on the in- internal and they know why they think that didn't work and how they can do it better. I feel like Seth, this, okay, Cody has a storyline where it feels like whenever he gets to the top, it's got to be a little bit of a coronation. Seth actually needs it more than Cor- Cody. Cody could win. Cody could just beat Brock and then go beat AJ in a month and it would be fine. Seth, there needs to be a storyline that builds up to him winning because he's got it's gotten to a point where I feel like he's almost like more Cody Rhodes than Cody Rhodes. You know, like he's got to, he's got to earn it. He's got to make, we've all got to get behind. And by the way, he doesn't have to be a baby face. That's what really works about the AJ Styles thing is that AJ can play heel. Cody can play baby face and Seth can float around in the little tweener zone and do, and and do better. Do you know, um, you know, the last time that AJ Styles and Cody Rhodes fought each other in in the squared circle? Oh my gosh. This has to be. What twenty? Well, as Stardust it had to be a Stardust, right? Or was this a Ring of Honor? Did they cross Brian, past the Ring of Honor? I'm not sure. Brian, do, you know? do the research. They have never fought in a wow, wrestling match before. Really? Huh. Although, although I, I don't believe they have. I could be wrong. Although in the early days of Impact or TNA wrestling, AJ Styles did wrestle Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> That's shocking. I felt like they would have crossed paths in like AJ's early days of Stardust. No, there was a Never listen. Happened? There was a period where AJ was in WWE and Stardust was around where they might have worked a house show. Okay, got it. But I, but I don't know. I don't have. I don't believe that they did. And you know who knows who you know whether or not that counts. I guess it's up to your list. Up to up to you, the human being. But it's pretty wild for two wrestlers of that level to have never spent any time 
in a in the ring together is 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 pretty incredible. Also, I feel like they'd have good chemistry. I think so too. I think that's the beauty of it, right? Like you're gonna start this new championship and you have all these untold stories to tell with a brand new prize to sort of uh vie for. Um Man, I'm shocked that they've never wrestled before. But so we have much, something to look forward to now. If yes, go, if, a, if AJ wins, AJ winning makes a lot of sense. I think it does too. I think it does too. It definitely makes it immediately. And and this is why I think the Seth AJ match was was inevitable for you know this the, the first ever World Heavyweight Championship match. Like they're the two most accomplished wrestlers, like in ring guys. Like there's there's. There's always been like these heirs to Shawn Michaels for the past mm-hmm. like decade, right? And those are the two guys, you know what I mean? Like between Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, those are the two guys who, no matter what WrestleMania, what SummerSlam, what what premium live event, they're always penciled in to steal the show, no matter what they're wrestling for, because they come from the they come from they're cut from the Shawn Michaels cloth, both of them. So if you're gonna establish a world championship in another country, you know what I mean? Where you're at least, you're definitely going to get some sort of classic match to establish that this is an important title. What two better wrestlers on your current roster to do it with than AJ Styles and, and, and Seth Rollins, right? Like those are, those are the prototypical wrestlers of the 2010s, in my opinion. So if you, if you yeah. start something with that, you could have a whole new lineage. You could have a whole new generation of wrestlers that come underneath knowing that those are the two guys that set the standard for the decade before it when there was no world heavyweight championship so um i'm looking forward to the match man i think it's got huge 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 banger potential huge banger potential yeah that's gonna be really cool another note from um from smackdown um did you see the cameron grimes debut his his uh his big debut match against corbin yeah three seconds long I was by the way the headline of the match. If you go to WWE, I was try, I was rewatching this right before we came on the air. If you go to WWE.com and you click on SmackDown or whatever, the headline of this section is Cameron Grimes pinned Baron Corbin in three seconds on SmackDown debut. You push play. There's a 14 second ad. <laughs> the- um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's worth watching, but I recommend listening. I mean, it, 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 he he wins, you know, with his big stomp and 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 it's a you know fun surprise one two three kid style win. Uh, but I recommend watching with the sound up because Wade Barrett is doing a lot of work. He's doing a lot of heavy lifting, mm-hmm. and it's a it's not not the way that I would have necessarily booked Cameron Grimes. Not the way I would have assumed that they would book Cameron Grimes. Maybe it's it's surprising. Maybe it's the right path though. It's a lot of. It's a lot of baby f- underdog baby face massaging. Not even massaging, just just shouting. Talking about how he has all these skills, but the his big biggest skill is his unbridled enthusiasm. <laughs> right? He's like after the win, he's just like that's all he all he ever asked for was one chance, one opportunity and he's out in the ring just, I mean out in the floor like celebrating. It felt a lot like it felt a lot like they're just trying to position him as this, you know, the the way that we had talked about Gargano filling that Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson slot. It felt like that's what they're going to do with Cameron Grimes. Okay. I don't know if they're just setting it up now, the super, super baby face thing so that the heel turn is going to be the be the real moment, you know, and, and the heel turn is going to come sooner rather than later. Just doing the doing the postmodern rock booking, you know, Rocky My Via booking, where it's like, we're just going to go all baby so that everybody who's really excited about the heel turn is going to happen in like five minutes. Mm. But if they keep going the way they're going, it was a lot more on the nose, a lot more ostentatious than I was expecting. It's, you know, they just, they trimmed his beard down. Obviously they did that. That was an NXT. And they just have him out there just like glad handing and stuff. I don't know. I, I mean, Cameron, I'm one of the biggest Cameron Grimes fans around. I'm not sure if he is a white meat baby face underdog. Uh, if that's the, the 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 perfect role for him. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I don't know, right? Like I almost I I was kind of thrown by that too. I always felt like Cameron Grimes was much more a character than, you know, a plug and play white meat baby face, right? Like you almost one of the few guys that I thought they're probably going to turn to turn him into a manager on the main roster, and it won't actually kill me. He's one of the most skilled wrestlers in the world, but he's so good on the mic. He's such a big character 
Yeah. That like, if I just got to watch him run his mouth once a week, I'd be okay. Yeah, no, uh, I don't necessarily know if he's. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, who, uh, we, who, we, how many people have we had slotted for that sort of position over the years? Right, we had like Kyle O'Reilly as one of those guys, maybe. Oh, I had him. I had Kyle O'Reilly there twelve years ago. Oh, ten yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we have, uh, you know, even um, you know. Danielson, obviously, like it's it's weird being slotted as that dude, but mm-hmm. it kind of fe- I don't know if it was so much we're telling the story about this plucky underdog babyface, or we're just telling more of a story of like Baron Corbin's just shitty life, right? Like I don't know which is the bigger sort of storyline there, but um, I don't know. Like I'm a big Cameron Grimes fan, and that sort of that position's kind of open for the taking, isn't it? Like, that sort of undersized... Yeah, the problem is it's really hard to do, I think in the modern era particularly, it's just really hard to do that inorganically, right? It's The fans sort of have to pick that dude before you pick that dude for them. And I know that's traditionally not how pro wrestling has worked, but they have to be aware of that, you know? I mean, the fans have to get behind you and, and just telling them just that you have unbridled enthusiasm, I don't think is necessarily going to do the job. We'll see, though. I mean, he's got it. He's He's got that it factor. Um, I mean, I've seen I saw him, you know, I, go all the go all the way to the top at PWG that night. And I mean, I've, I mean, I've been I'm such a fan of the dude. He's wrestled in TNA. I don't even remember if it was Impact. I mean, he's wrestled all over the place. Never looks like the dude. When you know when he comes to the ring, you never think, man, that guy's gonna be a star just looking at him. But then, like five seconds into every match, it's just like, yes, this guy. Yeah. Um, he's just he's just got it, man. And it'll be and so you know it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they just push, if they just you know spam the finisher, you know, of Daniel Bryan, be the next Daniel Bryan for the next like th- two three months, or if this really is part of something else. I mean, we'll we'll see. But I mean, they I, really I mean, leaned into they really leaned into him being the last pick on the draft, right? So, Mister Irrelevant. I mean, Mr. that Irrelevant, that could be the yeah. whole gimmick. But, yeah, but yeah, um, maybe it's less like here's a baby face and more here's like the wrestling version of Brock Purdy or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Like, he's just the last... They really played up the draft this year where people were selected, where people were sent to. So if you're making it a big deal that somebody was the last pick and he's the first person to make a real impact on a former Intercontinental Champion, Money in the Bank winner, all this type of stuff, I can, I can get with that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sl- sliding him into, like... This is the next Daniel Bryan. It's like, ooh, that is kind of hard. Just to like, you, you don't get to like, you know, give that, give a guy that you can't, you can't put him in the, uh, put him in the, the yes T-shirt and just be like, yeah. all right, we're done here. It's not that easy, man. It's like I forgot who some, somebody said something on social media about Cora Jade being called up as like the next like Sasha Banks, and I'm like, why, why even put that pressure on somebody? Like yeah. that's a lot to ask of of someone and that's not something you can just sort of plug and play all the 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 reason why these guys are special the reason why danielson is special and sasha is special is because they have that thing that you connect with the fans with that you can't necessarily just come up with in Mm -hmm. a in a in a in a a meeting room or in a writer's room Mm -hmm. like that's something that you have to just get naturally that he's got it i mean the thing is he's kind of got it but it's just a matter of is is telling a is pointing at, or the announcer's pointing at it and saying, look, he's got it, if that makes matters worse rather than just letting the fans see it, right? I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. The biggest news coming out of SmackDown, and it takes a while to get here, is that Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa are wrestling for the Unified Tag Team Championships at Night of Champions, which means they're going to be facing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which incidentally means that Sami Zayn's working Saudi Arabia. Um I don't really think know how much time we need to spend on that except to say that like sometimes we don't know stuff, guys. Sometimes we as wrestling fans are presuming things that you know. The Sammy that didn't go to Saudi Arabia last and again, things could probably change between now and and, mm-hmm. and Night of Champions. But the Sami Zayn that didn't go to Saudi Arabia last time and the Sami Zayn now are two very different Sami Zayns. Like this is mm-hmm. this is a, he's a main eventer. He's a main mm-hmm. eventer, man. Like and you know, if they trust you in that main event spot, they trust you everywhere. They trust you around the world. And who's to say Sammy doesn't go there and make his own sort of, you know, uh, take his own sort of like stance, uh, you know, about his personal beliefs and, and the reasons why to go there. Uh, but, 
You know, there's a responsibility that comes to being a guy who made events WrestleMania and who's at the A-level storyline mm -hmm. of WWE. And, you know, if they need you, there's only, you know, so many times you could really say no. And they've definitely respected it, I think, many times where he just refused to go and it hasn't really affected him negatively. You know what I'm saying? So at the same time, as he's uh as he's growing into this, you know, very recognizable uh wrestling superstar, like these are the things that you gotta do, man. You gotta go and, and and put that show on. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited for the match though. The match Me too. I'm excited for the match. I'm excited because it gives you another I mean, let's be honest. Sammy and KO have been a little bit it's fallen a little bit flat ever since WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. teaming with Matt Riddle and that six man was fun and fine but didn't really do it didn't really do anything for him this allowed this provides a little bit of an opportunity for a reset for them we joked about it at the time but the more the more I think about it the more I live with it if well it's hard to say what plan you know what you're booking towards and if you're if this night of champions match was already on you know written in ink before, I mean, as soon as WrestleMania happened, whatever. But the more I think about it, Kevin Owens should have straight up kicked Sammy in the face the roster WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, the only way to keep, the only way to keep that going with any love, with anything approaching the, what they were doing leading into WrestleMania is just to start the Sammy KO feud again right then. Right when everybody's saying, yay, yay, we love you so much. We're so proud of you. Just, Super kick, power bomb, walk off in silence, and then everybody's just like you know heartbroken anew. I really think so, and maybe they get to maybe the night after night of champions. That's uh, he'll kick him in the face then. Yeah, I think we're all sort of like waiting for Kevin versus Sammy for the upteenth time because it seems like mm -hmm. there's much more. But also, it's a, you you now. didn't you didn't slay the giant. Nope. You might have done what you said you were going to do. You're going to fracture the bloodline and whatever else. You did You did your part. But Roman Reigns is still coming to work, right? Oh, yeah. It's sort of the, the inevitability of, well, he comes to work when he comes to work. But it's the inevitability built into pro wrestling in the modern era. There's no loser leaves town matches unless somebody's going to go, you know, get a facelift or something. Um, and so uh, what do you do? You're not going to kill the guy. You're not going to literally make the guy quit professional wrestling. So no. you got to do, you got to go somewhere else. You know, you got to figure out how it ends. The brand split is an effective tool, but in a storytelling, it's a really ineffective storytelling tool because it just makes you, it, you can feel the emptiness in it. Mm. So unless there's a bigger and badder villain for these two guys to face, right? Unless like the NWO reforms and their sole goal is, you know, feuding with Sammy and KO. And I don't know what you pivot them to unless it's fighting each other. You know, I just, I don't even know. I mean, we're, we are very close to seeing one of my favorite visuals in the history of wrestling, though. Which is what? Roman Reigns with six title belts. Uh, <laughs> Can you just imagine that visual? People on Reddit were already photoshopping uh, that shit. I mean, it's all—it's already—it's already all there. I mean, that—that could be. It's a meme incredible. now. It's a meme. Have you been mm -hmm. on? I know. I know this is above our age limits, but have you been on TikTok recently, David? No, I'm like, not, I'm not. I mean, I've looked over my teenager's <laughs> shoulder while he's on TikTok, but I don't think he's on the wrestling meme feeds or I've whatever got, they have I've, on that. I found I found my people within TikTok and I dove into the 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 wormhole that is wrestling TikTok. And the number one trending topic is like just the new version of LOL Cena wins, <laughs> right? Just with Roman. It'll, it's just a video of people just like watching a TV and you just hear one, two. <laughs> Three, and then you hear the the bloodline mm -hmm. music, and everyone's just like, and it's always something more ridiculous. And it's like, yeah, twenty forty eight when Roman Reigns <laughs> beats Thanos at WrestleMania sixty, and it's like, oh god, and it's but it's hilarious, and I love that they're playing into it, like slowly but surely. The first thing they did when they played into it was when Paul Heyman came down and said, "Oh man, that world title would look so great around the waist." of the Tribal Chief, and then yep. you know now even the way that they have revealed. That it wasn't going to be the Usos uh, wrestling for the tag team titles. It's going to be Roman and Solo. They know. WWE knows. The Bloodline knows. Even the fans themselves know. As much as they hate it, the one thing that they do not want to see is this man with more <laughs> title belts. Right? Mm -hmm. But there's also another section of people that would love nothing more than to see Roman 
with more title belts, just for the sheer trolling of it all, just for the sheer Definitely. hilarity of of of. <laughs> yeah. See, I want to see it now. <laughs> Me too. Like I, I, you know, the world. I thought the world heavyweight title was a little, uh, you know, I'm like uh, funny. Like I yeah. would like to see it maybe sometime down the line, but no, let's establish this thing first. The tag team titles. Oh, I would love to see that shit. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that shit. Just Roman just sitting in his office in the locker room or the lounge, wherever they do their shit at. And it's just all the titles. <laughs> he's just walking around. Just drape. Solo doesn't even wear it. He just stands there with his arms crossed. And everybody just they should bring in some new him. members of the bloodline, some like ju- some younger Samoan cousins j- whose sole job is carrying the belts around. I mean, is there anything more? I mean, but that's the thing, though, right? Like, so that's I think that's the next phase of the story, right? Like, you don't embarrass the bloodline more. You can embarrass the Usos way more and make them sympathetic figures and make them turn eventually turn babyface. If Undisputed tag team champion Roman Reigns is making Jimmy and Jay hold his <laughs> titles for him when he comes out, knowing that it isn't theirs. Like, how much of a dickhead <laughs> wow. can you be? <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's just like, here, hold my light work. Since you couldn't get this shit done, you piece of whatever. And, you know, then they turn it up. Eventually, they, they finally battle. The bloodline explodes, whatever. Like, and then the Usos are super baby faces again. But that is a visual. That is going to be so funny to watch if they pull that off, man. And you could do that. And we could do the same thing that you've done too. We can have Sammy and Kevin turn on each other. Solo and Roman have been damn near bulletproof, um, outside of Cody Rhodes this entire year. So I like, I kind of fully expect this to happen. Like I fully expect Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa to be the undisputed tag team champions to come night of champions, man. And, uh, it's I gonna, mean, I guess if the Sammy, if Sammy doesn't show up, you could tell a story that if Sammy's, Sammy's not actually planning on going to Saudi, to Saudi, and then that they I do. Could, I could totally see Sammy getting his ass whooped that Friday, like by yeah. Solo Sokoa. Oh my God, Kevin Owens got to go in there and do go it alone or some shit. Mm-hmm. Sammy, Sammy does something in his. The story that we've been trying to tell is they've been trying to play on Sammy's humanity with the bloodline yeah. for a long time, right? And I think it might cost them. It's gonna cost them. It's going to cost Kevin. Kevin's going to have a reason to say, I told you, I told you, I told you. And then fuck Sammy. And instead of chasing back after these tag titles, now you got Sammy and Kevin on Raw running the show. And now you also got Sammy and Kevin in the mix for the World Heavyweight Championship too. So, I mm-hmm. mean, there's there's a lot of stuff to do there. So, I, I kind of... I'm almost expecting this to happen. <laughs> like, there's too many, there's too many storylines that make sense for it not to have they should with give Roman as a, with with six You're titles. right. There's so much there. And then after Roman and Solo win the, the unified tag belts, Triple H should come out in Raw and cut the exact same promo where he inter- where he introduced a World Heavyweight Championship where he's like we're going to have a new tag team title and this is going to be a tag team that really defends <laughs> these titles and is out here every week and we're going to start a new tournament to determine who they are. So Roman there's this just like, you know, a continuation of the never actually never actualized feud between Triple H and the and Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, where he just keeps replacing their belts mm-hmm. or, or adding to the. You can keep that one. We're just going to get a new one. Hey, you got We're just doing one this here, over buddy. Here. You got another one over here, buddy. We're good. Uh, is it would it, is it weird to have the OC on Raw with with Judgment Day still hanging around there? I'm going backwards now. What do you mean by that? If AJ wins and and shows up on Raw. Well, I mean, it, you, keeping keeping the Judgment Day and the OC since they feuded not that long ago on separate shows makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Th- are that. they going to be stepping on each other's toes, or is it gonna, if he's over there, or we just forget about that? Uh, I, I think we forget about it. I think the OC has been out of the mix long enough that like you can yeah, right. you could kind of sprinkle them around. I mean, they the should just be all. muscle. They're just muscle for AJ and and you know our show superstars. That's who they are. I mean. I love I love Doc and Gallows. Uh, I mean, Machine Gun and Gallows. I think they're great. I think uh, Mishin is uh, Mia Yim is um, mm-hmm. still sort of scratching the surface of of what she can be on the main roster. And I think if AJ is a world champion, I just you know the the good thing and the bad thing. And I hate to to double back to our original conversation, but I think the good thing and the bad thing about Seth Rollins being so over is that like he doesn't necessarily need the world championship to stay over. Right, like oh yeah, I, agreed. I, I think it'll. I almost think it'll do more for AJ Styles and the OC in the short term than it would for Seth Rollins right now. Right, so um, 
And I think even a small mini feud for that world title for the next, what, three or four months would reestablish AJ, would reestablish the OC. Um, I don't think Seth Rollins loses anything. Um, and uh, you could kind of dive more into his babyface run right now. Like, now they've even, you know, his entrance has gotten so over the top and dramatic that they don't, they don't even play the music no more. He just stands there in the middle of the ring and lets the crowd sing his songs. And you could do that for a much longer time if you have him chasing something for the next several weeks or months. You know what I mean? So, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I feel like AJ being the world champion uh, not just does more for him, but does more for a lot of the folks that we haven't seen in a while. So, uh, did y'all want to go into Bianca and Oscar? Um, man, that was a hell of a sell by Bianca yelling, I'm gonna get my lick back, I'm gonna get my lick back. Uh, uh I, I'll say this, right? Since what, uh, backlash. We got mm-hmm. a little taste of of Bianca not necessarily uh, getting. She's kind of in her Cena mode right now, right? Like she's not necessarily getting. Didn't get the crowd reaction I think a lot of people expected. And I think you know once we heard, hey, championship celebration in her hometown, I'm like, okay, I think they're gonna dive into this just a little bit more. And you know the green mist and the way she sold it, she sold mm-hmm. it like it was acid. Like she sold it like, oh, yeah. you know, I- I'd never seen her in that dire straits before um so i mean it's going to be really interesting to see where they take it this time with oscar and bianca i feel like the bianca belair fuse have found or have filed a very similar track for the longest time it's like we respect you bianca and i faced you in the respect match and then it becomes a grudge match and then it's the send-off match so I think right now we are in the grudge match stage of the typical Bianca Belair feud. And, uh, you know, right now she's going to get in there and, you know, they have an actual thing to be mad at each other for. And, you know, it's going to get a little bit more aggressive. So that's going to be fun to watch. But I'm just really more keyed in on how Bianca's character is going to start to have little changes now. I wouldn't say there's going to be a heel turn. I wouldn't say there's going to be, you know, a, a whole facelift, but I think yeah. we're just going to get more layers of her character to where she's not just, you know, happy go lucky. Oh, I respect everybody. I'm well, still the that's ESC the real up, that's the real upside to having a feud to kind of continuing the feud with Oscar. Right, is that you can, you know, as feuds get longer, if they're if they're if they're going to be successful, you got to start tweaking both characters just a little bit, right? And you're right, this isn't a double turn or anything like that, but it gives you the run that allows you to be to evolve a little bit in real time. Yes. And I think part of the problem with Bianca Belair is that, I mean, a lot of the top flight performers, the absolutely like pinnacle, you know, top tier performers, babyface performers have the same thing, have the same problem. It's just sort of like, you don't kind of mess with a good thing. Right. And, and with, and with Belair, she moves from one feud to the next. And it's like, she doesn't, ever given the chance to evolve she doesn't need to evolve she's winning all these matches like what are you supposed to do with her well now you know she gets she's presumably going to win this one too but but has a little opportunity to to simmer you know you kind of you kind of just simmer for a while and see what see what kind of lovely aromas come off the stove um i'm very excited for that too do you see this match by the way total left turn and uh this triple a event that they had in um in uh, was it Veracruz? Yeah, in the in the the rain filled baseball or soccer stadium, whatever kind of stadium it was. Nah, I didn't see it. Been, so apparently, there's been like torrent. This is I got all this from Lucha Blog, uh, but Shout apparently there's Blog. been, yeah, it's been raining for an inter- for who knows how many days, and more rain is coming. And if you look at this picture, hold on, I'm going to shoot you this in the chat. But if you look at the pictures, so the field is underwater. Click on this and look at it. They had the match. They had the event anyway, right? Oh wow. So all these guys are wrestling. I mean, this is like, I mean, Vikingo's there, <laughs> Commander's there, like whatever. Like this is, there's so many big names at this place. Psycho Clown, like, and they're like, it's totally, it's to, it's like this, it looks like, it looks like something out of Waterworld, right? Where it's like, oh, there should, there should be like dudes on jet skis who are shooting off like assault rifles, like going around the ring, enjoying this thing because it's just a ring floating in the middle of the ocean. And these dudes are wrestling in it. Dave, I got to tell you, this is, I'm just seeing this footage for the first time. 
This is without a doubt the most wonderful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> this man, uh, El Hijo de Vikingo, my guy Vikingo, Wally Mania uh, representer, taking a Canadian destroyer in at least 12, 11 inches of water. <laughs> at least. There's a hole. They're, they're ankle deep mm. in this water. Here comes a shooting star press. And it literally... You know, we, we we call things a splash in jest. You know what I mean? But there are actual splashing happening going on. And this is, this is, this is hilarious. It's unbelievable. This is hilarious. It's incredibly dangerous, but it makes me, it makes me believe that they should, that they should just have a wrestling event in water. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean. They should do this on purpose. There should be an annual event. That AEW or WWE will rip off just like this is like ba what Bash at the Beach should be. We're just doing it. You guys, <laughs> you guys can sit on the beach. We're gonna do the event in the ocean. I can't, I can't, I can't tell. So I, uh, any wrestler who listens to the show, and I know plenty of you do, you have to tell me if taking a bump in water is somehow safer than taking a bump on concrete. Like, does it have more give? Does the splash? Well, who knows like, what's under the water? That is true. There's probably a whole bunch of well, no, but it's think about it. It's sort of the opposite of of what really bumping is like, right? Because if you jump off a diving board and you belly flop, that's a bump. I mean, that's what you're you know you're supposed to just maximize surface area, but on the water, you're not. So you're supposed to minimize surface area. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess this isn't really like jumping through the water. It's just like you know. I mean, the shooting just, star press a, is pretty. It's pretty surface spreading. Well, yeah. that's the real okay. That's the most. That's the scariest part of this whole thing is yeah. these dudes doing these like like jumping onto the top rope, you know, the, these totally precarious moves on a regular dry day, and now everything's just soaking wet. You could bite it really easily. Insane. Anyway. Anyway. Insane. More props to them, though. Goddamn. <laughs> um, well, we got to get out of here. What, what's the other big news of the day? We could do sell, no sell. I don't know if there's anything left. Sell or no sell. Uh, Medusa calls out Trish Stratus. You've turned the women's division into a side sli slideshow. I think she means a sideshow. Do you have? Did you see any of this feud on Twitter? Yeah, I did not. Or it was an interview. I think I don't care about this. Feud. Oh, Medusa's got a really specific point of view. No sell. <laughs> yeah, good point. I'll say that no sell. Um, let's see. Marty Jannetty <laughs> wants to join the training staff. At NXT with his old buddy Shawn Michaels, sell or no sell? Mm. Do you do, have you seen any Marty Jannetty's <laughs> Facebook post? Yeah, yeah, high no sell for me. <laughs> like it's not. I don't think that's gonna. Uh, no, no, nah. I'll, I'll have to pass. That's a big no sell for me. I, I, don't, I don't think you I can let him near the kids. I mean, no, I <laughs> no. Like these are these are twenty five and under people. Like this is kids. I, I wouldn't trust. Marty Jannetty around a lot of people. No, no disrespect to him because I don't want him going crazy on me on a Facebook message or anything like that or Facebook page. But yeah, not and not even just because it's Marty Jannetty and he makes weird Facebook posts. But I mean, this is the new generation of wrestlers. I'd much rather see people of this generation that have contributed to the current state of professional wrestling uh, be more of the uh, training types than you know. Maybe if I hacked his Twitter account, oh. I'm. Marty Jannetty might be the only person you could like hack his socials and improve his improve the public perception of him. If I hacked Marty's socials, he'd get booked. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, oh you man. Don't remember? What? Oh, All right. Uh, sell or no sell. Tessa Blanchard says, I have unfinished business in wrestling. Oh my God. Dave, where did you get these? Stories? <laughs> Ask Brian, man. Yeah. Brian, where did you get Sources. these stories from this week? That is, that is aggressive. Sources. Oh, Sources. Man. Uh, All right. Yeah, I'm Euro stepping that whole conversation. <laughs> uh, okay, here we Yeah, is there anything <laughs> else? Oh, oh, this isn't seller no sell. This is serious. Superstar Billy Graham. This is just breaking news. It's oh, apparently um, on life support. It's been a it's been you know on the verge for a minute. Um Superstar is a weird one, man. I mean, he's absolutely one of the best. You can have so much fun going back and watching his stuff. Mm -hmm. His you know, days in the early WWF, WWF. I mean, it's anytime he worked MSG, he was just an absolute God, um, but obviously had his and has had a very weird sort of career in retirement, um, being a sometimes very necessary, like anti WWE naysayer, but he's mm -hmm. just not, you're not always a very reliable narrator. Um, anyway, 
you know, thoughts and prayers with him and his family. Praise to him, man. Praise to him. I hope he pulls through, man. Legend. Yeah, me too. Uh, anyway, that's it, man. Do you want to get your plugs in? Yeah, man. Say less with Kaz, Loki, and Rosie every Monday on my YouTube page. New episode is out right now. You can catch me, uh, I guess for now, on Points Bet USA <laughs> to account it every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And uh, yeah, man, uh, right here on the Ring of Wrestling Show feed. Uh, you can find me here. You can find me on the press box. Make sure you listen to all of the great Ringer Wrestling Show podcasts, including this one, including Cheap Pete, including Wednesday Worldwide. Might have some other stuff in the mix, too, coming soon. Um, until then, thank you guys for listening. Thank you to wonderful, excellent super producer Brian H. Waters for sitting in with us this week, as always. Until then, apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here on Thursday, Humanoids. Peace.